Womenology podcast. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Kristen. Do you hear the trumpet behind me? In, you do hear this at all? No. No. Okay. Maybe I'm hearing things. I think someone's playing a trumpet in like one of the um, courtyards outside. That's nice, I guess. Sure. Sure it is. Good for them. Good for them. I'm so, <laughs> so happy for them. Mm-hmm. How has your weekend been? How's your week been? Well, my class is over that I hated, so that's oh, really good. exciting to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that ended yesterday. Um, so now it's it's really just a constant state of anxiety over school openings and that yeah. business. Uh, yeah. I know just a the- lot of teachers, as you might imagine, and mm-hmm. um, you know, some of them have already started to talk about quitting or... Mm retiring early or yeah it's it's not great it's not great and we have no time to figure it out why because summer school starts well because it's like it's here like it's it's (laughs) mid-july yeah so are we doing this or not and if we're doing this like where where's all the stuff coming from because last i heard we still had a shortage of like everything cleaning supplies masks tests everything everything if the weather didn't change i don't think we'd even know like at what point in the year we are in i know yeah 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 it's crazy uh i started walking a new dog this week okay which is great and i'm very very happy although i came out uh i came out from you know i took her back home and left and went to pick up another dog and within five minutes not even of leaving the apartment. I get a text from the owner. She's okay. like, how did she do? I'm like, um, it felt very much like, you know, it could just totally be a coincidence. And keep in mind, I have no issues with people like with cameras in there. I always assume there's a camera in the apartment. There should be. Okay. I would put one in. But I was a little surprised that if there is one that she would be that obvious about it. <laughs> And it just kind of felt like, dude, I just left your apartment. So either this is just huh. odd timing or you know I just left your apartment because you you have cameras and you watch, which is possible. I mean, yeah, that's – I I think it's kind of better to be upfront about it. <laughs> wouldn't you – I mean, if you're being recorded, wouldn't you rather someone tell you? I always assume that I am. Yeah, but I always... don't you think it would be refreshing if someone would tell you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did too. So, um, well, how I, did that, she do? She did great. She's great. great. She's a great little dog. Uh, I was in the park yesterday, two days ago, and I saw a, a dog that I used to walk, Pippa. Mm-hmm. About I used to walk her before, um, you know, COVID. <laughs> in oldie times. Yeah. And uh, the owner was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I, find, you know, I saw you. Um, you know, I she needs a walker, but she's uncomfortable having people like someone from wag just different people come in and out of her apartment sure and then she said you know like with everything going on i said yeah with covid i understand she's like no you know like everything else what what else is there and the only thing i think of like the protests and i was like okay Okay. we're going to a place here we're going to a place here (laughs) You're taking me on a journey. You're taking me on a journey, and I kind of want to make you uncomfortable, so I'm going to say, no, I don't understand. I genuinely I, do not understand 
What is the she, implication? She's, uh, I don't know, maybe like break-ins, like looting, all that stuff. I don't huh. know. In any case, I was like, okay, you're you're a bigot, but I love your dog. That's and I don't even know if she's a bigot. She just might be an idiot. I don't know. So I love yeah. this dog. And I was like so glad because I have her back as a new client. And then I... Uh, walked another one of my old clients yesterday and gave her I gave her my stuff and you know I might have might be walking her again so okay yay business yay. is booming business is booming I'm I'm excited and you know Hunter's doing so well and you know he's getting he now that the runs are open he can play with all the bigger dogs and he's getting oh, all the good. energy out yeah he's just really that's you know he just needed to get his energy out and he's so good with other dogs and mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Luca, though, I came home today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Motherfucker. What did she and, do? Well, I now have to put all, like, the garbage, the garbage pail up on the counter. Oh, she's a, she's a garbage connoisseur? She sure is, Sarah. Mm-hmm. What does she look she, like? It's her favorite garbage. <laughs> <sighs> have you established any patterns yet? Um, she loves tin foil, which okay. is weird. Like she that eats tin foil. And today I came home and I have a little plastic thing that I carry in my bag. Like my bag is on the floor. She, my the little the little metal case that I keep my ID in that's mm-hmm. dented because she was biting it mm-hmm. because she was tearing through the bag looking for treats. Uh, yes. And I come home and there's just bits of plastic all over the floor. I'm like, what the hell did you do? And she bit right through this little plastic thing that used to I used to carry the treats for the dogs. Oh, like a container. Yeah. She's yeah. just gotten really hmm. aggressive about stuff like that. And she doesn't, like, she'll eat her food, but she wants treats. And now she's even, she wants watermelon. She wants, like, whatever I eat, she eats. She wants my ice cream. She wants my yogurt. She, hmm. I don't know. So, but of course I give it to her because I love her. <laughs> as long as, as long as Dr. Google says I can give it to her. But in any yeah. case, she's great. And yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's my girl. I mean, we that's all my, want treats. Don't you know? we? Treats are Makes all we have right now. Treats are always all we have right now. <laughs> now let's talk about a question that was submitted to Slate. That I that I really really that I sent you. Uh, I'm gonna read it. Oof. Oh, it's called "My Husband's Ex Left Me a Crazy Voicemail." Dear Karen, feeding. My husband and his ex-wife divorced after 12 years, mainly due to his ex's wanting children and my husband's opposition to that. Two years later, when he met me. I was upfront that at 27, I was not sure whether or not I wanted children, but I was not going to make my decision based on a third date. We agreed to address it whenever there was a change in feelings. Three years into our relationship, I decided I wanted a kid. He decided he wanted a kid with me. And now we have a baby boy born in the pandemic. My husband made a general Facebook post, baby boy born at 9 pounds, 2 a.m., mom and baby fine sort of thing. And now I have a voicemail from his ex, in which she is crying and angry that my husband stole her ability to have children. They married at 20, and when they divorced in their early 30s, it took her some time to date again. Because she's religious, she didn't want to have sex or a baby before marriage. 
and when she remarried at 37, they tried right away, but now she's nearly 40, and she hasn't been able to conceive. She blames my husband and me for her childlessness, and is furious at me for getting what she wanted, and also for being the younger woman. All of this, okay, I'm just going to step in there and say, um, I think you might be head hopping on that last part. Sure. Um, all of this, I know from the voicemail. Oh, okay, maybe I'm wrong. And now I don't know what to do. My husband thinks he should reach out to her parents and ask if she's going to any sort of therapy for this. I think maybe the kindest thing is probably to ignore the voicemail, but it grates on me. I don't know if I can stop thinking about it because of overall new parent stress, sleep deprivation, or pandemic anxiety. But I want to call the woman and say, my marriage has nothing to do with yours, and my family has no connection to yours. I didn't do anything wrong. It is not my fault that my husband didn't want children in his first marriage and felt differently later with me. What do I do? Ignore the voicemail, call her and give her a piece of my mind, or go with my husband's plan of seeing if she's in therapy. Yeah, there's a lot of bad ideas here. <laughs> lot, lots of bad floated. ideas there. Um, Not a I think I might. One, really? You know, here's the thing. All right. When I first read this, I immediately felt bad for for the ex-wife. I did too. Immediately. Yep. Because she wanted kids. <laughs> Yep. And she wasted her fucking time on a dude. Thank you. She wasted her time on a fucking guy that that clearly wanted kids but just didn't want kids with her. Thank you. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. And rather than be a fucking decent human being. Right. And saying, you know what? Um, I don't think we're on the same page here. Mm -hmm. I think it's best if we, um, you know, cut this thing loose. Right. Instead, he stuck it out until until. I, are you are you are you reading into this? What I'm reading into this? I think so. <laughs> until he met somebody he wanted to have a baby with, and then he left his wife. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. I think there's a a wee bit more to this story than we're uh -huh. hearing. Uh -huh. <laughs> what have I always said? It's not in what you're told. It's what <laughs> what you're what they don't say. Right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, suck it up, honey. Your husband is a douche. And I'm just going to even go further and say, you know what? Like the public posting of shit, we've, we've kind of talked about this, about, you know, like posting engagements and posting pregnancies and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, I think that if you are going to do stuff like that, maybe have a list on Facebook specifically yeah. just for close friends Yep. <laughs> so that it's just for close friends. And also just know your fucking limits. Just know your limits. Like, look, you get a day. As Miranda Hobbs said, Yeah. you get a day. And you don't get four months of yammering endlessly about how you're pregnant or, you know, I mean, this sounds so, I think we're just so used to people being so public now about, engagements and pregnancies and, and gender reveals and all this shit that we forget like there's so many people out there struggling with this stuff yep like struggling with real emotional issues as a result of this stuff like look we're not saying you shouldn't publicly celebrate but just know the line man and just 
Just do it Be with decent. a little bit of tact. Do it with all. a little bit of tact Just and a little. little bit of compassion. Yeah. I I want to <laughs> talk about a couple things here. Sure. Sure, um, sure, sure. I, so, I mean, I, I just, I just hate this woman so much because <laughs> it's clearly for her is, is just about winning and smacking this woman down and she's right. already down. Yeah. She's already at her lowest yeah. because she called and left you this voicemail. Yeah. That's not her thinking rationally. Right. That's, right. that is, that's her lowest moment. And the options that you've come up with are humiliate her in front of her family. Right. Um, what are the other options? Uh, confront her. Yeah. Um, is that it? Those are the only options? Yeah. Those are the only two options. Yeah. That's you know, it. and notice she didn't say, you know, should I call her and and talk to her about this? No. No, it was it was confront her. It so was confront her. The first thing is that she's like, she's clearly at her lowest moment here. <laughs> she is yeah. obviously hurting Devastated. and you want to hurt her more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, that's I get the, the first thing. Right. Uh, the second thing here is, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but your marriage does have something to do with hers. Yeah. And I know that because she saw the Facebook announcement. Right. If the issue right. here is entanglement <laughs> mm -hmm. or being too entwined, why don't you take that up with your douchebag of a husband who is the right. whole reason this is happening in the first place? Right. And that was, you know, again, I will say this is where people, they have that blind spot and they don't realize those little things that they include. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to that part about the Facebook post. How yep. would you know about it? <laughs> yep. How would you know about the Facebook post? Well, right. And what that tells me is that their lives are probably pretty intertwined still because probably the reason that they're still Facebook friends is because of the extended network of separation that happens in a divorce, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you're still, maybe you're still cool with your former brother-in-law. You don't want to lose that person as a friend. Like there's always, I mean, in any breakup, there's always like that divvying up of the friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, I think that's what is being indicated here is that actually your marriage has a lot to do with hers. Clearly because she, which found is out. why she was hurt by this announcement that she had access to see. Right. And if she didn't have access to see it, somebody close to her did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I I'll never forget. <laughs> I, I'll never forget having this conversation with Gareth. He had just, he had broken up with his girlfriend like a couple months earlier. And then he started dating this, the new woman that he ended up marrying and he changed his profile photo to be one of the two of them. And this was only like, I don't know, probably a few months after they had broken up. And he said, you know, I'm very careful about what I upload and I only make sure only I make sure people only certain people can see certain things. And I said, it was your profile photo. Fucking everybody can see it. <laughs> so careful. So what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like because when you confront people about this, they're like, no, 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 no. I didn't that wasn't my intention. And I only this and I only that. And it's like, no, you just didn't care. You just right. didn't care. Right. Because and I, I mean, again, like, 
this this dude has a right to announce the birth of his son. Sure, sure. he does. Sure. But the response and the options presented are so incredibly cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me call her parents and see if she's in therapy. She's a grown woman. She's a great, grown woman. She's some shit that you yeah. did to her. Yeah. And I love how, like, woman has a bad day and guy is, is she, is she, is she talking to somebody? She's having a fucking mood. She's having a day. Shut up. She is, she is responding to stimuli. <laughs> right, right. She's not crazy. She is is she is reacting normally to an abnormal situation. There's a difference. Yep. You know, so the husband's clearly an insensitive douche who went after a much younger woman and just didn't care that his ex-wife is hurt and didn't think for a second like, oh, she's she's probably struggling. I know she wanted kids and she still doesn't have any. Uh, this is probably really difficult you know, the, for her. The, there is an aspect of this we're even overlooking. Um, and this is, this is my blind spot. Mm -hmm. But this, this woman casually mentions that the ex-wife is religious, which adds an extra layer of devastation mm -hmm. here. Yep. If she is as religious as, as warrants mentioning, mm -hmm. then this rocked her worldview right <laughs> this probably made her question her faith in god yeah because her marriage didn't work out yeah and you want to call and yell at her yeah you fucking asshole you you know what just i hate this woman so much. i don't i don't hate the I, she's young I, all i can say is she's young she's young and she doesn't get it and she doesn't understand she's in her 30s um I was up front. Of, yeah, she's 30. Okay, so she's in her 30s. But still, like, she doesn't... You can always tell somebody who doesn't have friends with kids or doesn't have friends who, who are, like, struggling to have kids, you know, because they don't know anything about kids at all. Mm -hmm. Like, when you have friends or family members that have had kids, you know, ba oh, they're teething. Oh, I know that cry. Da -da -da. You know basic stuff. Okay. This, this woman just has no comprehension of what it must be like for women to struggle to conceive and how devastating it can be. Clearly. You know, like, it, it, uh, uh, like one woman's first reaction when you hear, uh, like, I don't want kids, never wanted kids, but when I hear that a woman miscarried, like, I'm, th that's devastating. Like, I can immediately go, oh, my God. You know, mm -hmm. like when a parent loses a child, oh my God, like you just, so when you hear that a woman has tried for years to have kids and has struggled to conceive, just as a woman, as another woman, it, the, the, as a person, as a human, <laughs> sure, as a person, but more, mm -hmm. eh, more as a woman, come on, you know, th there's so much of that is tied to our identity, right? Of having children and getting, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to let men off the hook here. They should also be no sad. men should be supportive too but there's a level of knowledge there should be a level of compassion and empathy f between women in a situation like this like i'm upset that the that the letter writer that her first thought is i'm sure she's absolutely devastated and she's going through it um you know i'd like to talk to her when you know when it's the right time but instead it's like i just want to i want to tell her off it's like oh right Girl, there's so right. there's so many layers to this. <laughs> Peel the he onion. Wants her to feel worse. Right, right. Peel the onion, um, and your husband sucks. 
just <laughs> awful. Just awful. Speaking of uh, awful men. Yeah. We have another article. And oh, this yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> Average looking men get more messages on dating apps. Huh. Yep. <laughs> That's it. So, <laughs> uh, so this was published uh, July 10th on Refinery29 UK, written by Natalie Gill. And it says, uh, straight women are more likely to message men who rate themselves as 5'10 for attractiveness than men who believe they're a solid 10, likely because they're perceived as being more faithful and reliable. However, yeah. <laughs> However, the study, here's the thing. And, and, I, and I actually think this theory is dead wrong. Dead wrong. Okay. I do believe, see... Women, from the time that we're little, we're made, it's made crystal clear to us just how attractive we are or are not. Uh, yes. Yes. Men, not so much. So mm, They may not perceive themselves accurately. Super good looking dudes <laughs> don't know that they're super good looking dudes. Women, however, know that they're super good looking dudes. So, I mean, some, some dudes know that they're good looking. Some, some do. A lot don't. Um, right. So, you know, women, and then it says uh, men are more likely to message women with a self-rated attractiveness score of between eight <laughs> to nine out of ten. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> Indeed. Because, see, we are, th th throughout our entire life, we're made uh, very aware of whether or not men will fuck us or not. Well... Men will fuck all of us. <laughs> That's not the issue. Okay, good point. Uh, men are we're we're just just we're we're told our whole life, like our whole value is put, is put yeah. on our looks and our body. Exactly. Yes. So That's correct. Right. So I think a lot of time with these guys, these five ten for attractiveness, they're probably like seven eights. Yep. Uh, so uh, that blows this whole theory out of the store, out of the water, and good night. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, one of the academics involved in the research, Taha Yasseri, professor of computational social science at the University of o Oxford Internet Institute, explained the finding thus. People may think they stand little chance messaging someone they consider a 10 for 10 out of attractiveness because they lack confidence. So instead, plump for someone they consider good looking, but not intimidatingly so. Okay, a five is not good looking, but not intimidatingly so. Right. A seven is. Yes. Yeah, a five is kind of hmm, not that attractive. Like, eh. I've never really understood the zero to ten yeah, ratings. Because <laughs> it seems um, it seems very subjective. It is very subjective. And as I said in a recent uh, article that, uh, you know, the, the letter which we will get to in a second. Um, the letter that I just answered was about, um, do you think men are more likely to accept bad behavior from really good looking women? Um, and, and she said, I, I think, I think, yes. Like, I think that a woman can be super, super awful <laughs> and a guy will still date her. And I said, well, for, yeah, for a little bit, maybe. And that's what I said. I go, eh, maybe one or two dates just for the like fun factor of it. But after like three dates, they're done. Unless they're super insecure 
status seekers right. um, or shallow or all three. Right. You know, um, and the other thing I brought up is that what men find attractive in women and what women find attractive in women, two different things. Yep. Two different things. See, because we're... Yeah, that's that's why I, I struggle with the, with the zero to 10 scale. Right. Like, I feel like I cannot tell what other people are going to rate someone on right. zero to 10 at all. Like, I could go top half, bottom half, maybe? Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, even in this letter, the woman says, I can't help but compare myself to these other women when she gets rejected. Exactly. See, women are raised to compare themselves to other women. Right. And she brought up, you know, these the names of these two white models. And I pointed that out as well, because like the white models were her idea, what defined beauty to her. Okay. And I said, you know, the models in these magazines, let's be clear, <laughs> like models, the only people um, who find them aspirational are women. Like men are not buying these products. Men aren't buying men Victoria's are Secret when people used to buy that. Men aren't buying anti-aging products. Men aren't buying lingerie. They're not they're not buying that stuff. These ads, those models, they're not hired to get men to buy that stuff. They're hired to get because they want to make women they think women will consider that aspirational and buy that stuff. Well, it's been working. Right. For a long, long time. <laughs> so forever. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, the zero to 10 scale doesn't really work because what women find attractive in men and in other women um, are very different than what men, like men don't even look at other, men don't even think about it because they've <laughs> never, they haven't been raised to do that. Yeah. They haven't lived in a society that has pitted them against other men. That's true. So. Uh, Nor where it has, like where appearance has been like, that important right <laughs> in terms of outcomes right um another of the another of the study's standout findings was also pretty dispiriting given the rise of dating apps like bumble and now tinder which let only women initiate the conversation traditional gender roles and expectations still dominate modern dating with men still 30 percent more likely than women to make the first move a figure that has increased from six percent in 2008 to 30 percent in 2018 even more disheartening, dishearteningly, when women do pluck up the courage to make the first move, they receive 15% fewer messages than men. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> now, what do you think that's about? Well, I was surprised by this whole paragraph because I didn't know that um, women had to initiate the conversation on Tinder. No, they don't. Only I on Bumble. Was... Only on Bumble. Oh, it says, and now Tinder. No, it says, another of the study's standout findings was also dispiriting given the rise of dating apps like Bumble and now Tinder. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Which only let Ambitious. women initiate the conversation. So it's the yes. and now Tinder. So it's just saying that Tinder is a dating app, right. not that it's like and, Bumble. In and the, now Tinder is in parentheses. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so I so I misread that. So my, my take on this is based on a misreading. Um, I... I think that probably a lot – well, first of all, I think that there – oh, this isn't the article with the lie in it. The the other article you sent me, it has a stat that like 18% of adults are on dating apps or have ever tried them. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> first of all. 
80% of people are fucking liars. Right. <laughs> That's what that tells me. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think men are just not, um, what makes them less likely to respond if women initiate? I don't know. I, I really don't know. My suspicion is that the men who are inspiring women to initiate contact probably have a lot of options. Right. And they're probably responding to someone, but they probably can't respond to everyone that is moved to message them. Right. But I'm also going to surmise or, or guess that um, a big reason why the men receive, uh, let's see, make they receive 50% fewer messages than men. Hold on. Even more decidedly, when women do pluck up the courage to make the first move, they receive 15% fewer messages than men. Um I'm trying to. I'm what trying, does that even mean? What does that even mean? What does that mean? Is are they talking about the length of engagement in the conversation? Even more dishearteningly, mean? when women do pluck up the courage to make the first move, they receive fifteen percent fewer messages than men. Do they mean responses? Maybe. I think they do because that would make sense. Uh, it's confusing. It is confusing, and I'm. I'm gonna uh, let me speak. To, I want to speak to the manager because that's wrong. <laughs> Uh, I think what they mean is fewer responses, and I, I think, think so it, too. and I think it has to do with people still uh, see, you know, a woman having to make the first move. They think that's desperate or aggressive. Could be. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Um, but I also think that. Well, I mean, you know, what I see on on these sites and these apps is that. Average-looking dudes, and not even average-looking men. I'm gonna. I don't like to like to say it like this. Like guys who are not. I don't know. Okay, average-looking men. Average-looking men. I think <laughs> shoot way, way, way out of their league because their whole life they've been told, you know, you're a white man. You can do whatever you want. Sure, why yeah. not? So you think they're not responding because they think they can do better? I think they're not. Well, I think that's, I think everybody thinks they can do better. But I think in this case, um, they're not responding. And again, see, here's the thing that I don't know. Like at dating apps like Bumble, these women who are initiating and sending messages, like Bumble, there's a ton of inactive profiles. So that could be why they're yeah, not getting I messages. that too. I mean, yeah, maybe you're... Right. The data I, like, here, I think, like is the, wonky. The ones that you're finding most appealing <laughs> may have been planted there. Yes. Um, I just, I, I do think that in general, both men and women, there's something about somebody initiating that turns both men and women off. I think we want, we have been trained to pursue on these apps and keep at it and keep going and try and find another match and, you know, don't, and instead of focusing on what's right in front of you, like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. I can't really speak to that because the last time I used a dating app, uh, it wasn't an app, yeah. <laughs> it was like a website. And at that point it was still the case that women didn't have to try. Mm -hmm. I mean, any, any given day you would have, lots of messages so yeah um this 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 article just kind of doesn't i don't know 
the, the data feels skewed. It just doesn't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what to make of it either. I'm not sure what to make of it either. Um, I think it just doesn't take a lot into consideration. Um, <laughs> now might be a good time to mention that it's posted on Medium. <laughs> well, it's Refinery Twenty Nine posting on me. I hear you. But same point. I see where you're going there. I see what you did. Uh, the study also looked at the variables that predict online dating success, namely the number of messages received. For women, what? it's most important to show yourself to be athletic if you want to date. Oh, what? Right. Yeah. Presenting yourself as romantic and altruistic are also likely to increase your chances. So romantic and altruistic, you mean like feminine? Traditionally well, feminine? Uh, how do you present yourself as romantic She's, do you like, post a picture of yourself in a corset holding a parasol what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> while suggesting you're anxious or clever yes really despite how far feminine has come this is exhausting how who does it? it's like juggling a bunch of balls who knows how like the magic formula to all of this um while judge, yeah. ju suggesting you're anxious <laughs> and clever could actually count against you what i mean anxious i get i get that sure um, but clever, I don't really get. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know why that would count against you. I, I'm also going to call bullshit on that because I think that probably most men don't want a Stepford wife. I think probably if you're on there to actually find a partner that you want to spend any, any number of years with mm -hmm. or even months, I think you're going to want clever. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, things get tedious really fast. I mean, things get boring God. very quickly. <laughs> Meanwhile, men fared better the more photos they included on their profile, and scoring highly on athleticism, agreeableness, and altruism also helped them in their journey towards finding love. Shocking. Can we talk about the, the codedness of athleticism? Yeah. But, so athleticism, you mean in shape, right? I know what you mean. Athlet because that's what people mean in their profiles when they say, I'm looking for somebody yep. fit. Just say you want yep. somebody conventionally thin and be done with it. Right. You know, looking for somebody fit, looking for somebody financially stable or stable. Um, do people put that you in You bet profile? they do, darling. You bet Ooh. they do. Oh, hold on. Let me wow. go to that. We should. We never really talked about that, but let's. we should go to that article. Um, these things to take, like if they're in your profile, take them out because I guarantee I mean, you yeah. they will be used against you uh, by yeah. any decent person that you want to meet. <laughs> um, let's see. Delete these phrases from your profile ASAP. I'm so clever. And yet I'm, well, hold on. Uh, uh, what they say, I'm looking for someone fit. Translation, I'm looking for someone conventionally slender or lean. What right. they say, I'm looking for someone who takes care of themselves. Translation, I'm looking for someone who has... I'm looking for someone slender or right. lean. <laughs> I'm looking for someone who has managed to stop the aging process completely and is active, is as active and vibrant as I think I am. <laughs> uh, what they say yep. is age is just a number. People tell me they'd never guess my age. Translation, I wish to date someone younger because that will mean I'm not old and because I value youth over wisdom and experience. Yes. Um, ugh, this one, looking for someone sane. And you know men are the only ones that put that garbage in their profile. Um, oh. Translation, and I, I qualified this one. Translation, men, I have trouble accepting that human beings are complex and experience a range of emotions. Also, I hate being called yeah. on my shit. 
Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, looking for someone who will never challenge right. me. Translation for women, and here, here's the stark <laughs> difference when we say we're looking for somebody sane. Um, I'd really like to meet a man who isn't abusive, obsessive, or volatile. You know, yep. big difference. <laughs> yep. Uh, no hookups. I'm cynical. You know, translation for women: cynical and jaded. All men want is sex. Translation: men, sexually liberal women intimidate me. Hmm. Uh, my friends met on a dating site, so I figured I'd give this a try. Translation, I need an excuse to justify why I'm here because I'm embarrassed. I will probably ask you to lie if right. people ask how we met. <laughs> <laughs> what they say, I've been to five countries, have a passport full of stamps, look at all my photos of me at various destinations around the world. Translation, I'm looking for someone who comes from a certain socioeconomic background. I equate travel with sophistication and status. Uh, that's yes, correct. I am. No lies no. detected so far. Show me the lies. <laughs> Change my mind. Uh, what they say, I'm back after a break. Translation, I got super burnt out after my previous time here, so I thought I'd come back, do the exact same thing, and hope for different results. Trans yeah, fresh off yeah, a breakup. Fresh. Who's interested? <laughs> Ladies. Translation. Hey. Uh, translation, I just broke up with someone and might not be quite ready to date yet. You've been warned. Um, what they say, I don't check this, this app often. Translation, if you want me, you're going to have to jump through a hoop or two. Translation number two, I'm a scammer. I'm going to suggest you message me off the app right away because my profile might get flagged at any minute so the people monitoring messages yeah. don't catch, me, catch on that I'm a thief. Or three, translation, <laughs> unlike you losers, I don't need a lame dating app to meet people. And yet there they are. Right. Um, what they, they are. say, you will not be disappointed. What they mean, you will be disappointed. Well, that's impossible. You will promise. be disappointed. <laughs> um, looking for someone down to earth. Now, this is one I, I just recently became aware of. Looking for what does that uh, mean? I'm so glad you asked, Sarah. Uh, translation: I don't want you to want me for my money, even though I have lots of it, a lot of it. That's what also that please don't be crazy. Hmm. <laughs> someone down to earth. It's either not crazy or um, not. Not after my money. Someone down to earth. Someone who doesn't need like expensive stuff. So this, okay. So like this is the guy that's going to test you by taking you to McDonald's. Probably, yeah. As a Probably. Date. Yep. And then when you're like, I don't know, man, McDonald's is kind of gross. He's going to be like, fucking gold diggers. <laughs> All women are. Yes. That's pretty much it. So yeah, I don't really fully get this uh, Refinery29 article although yeah there's there's a qualifier here to um yeah straight women are more likely to message men who rate themselves as 510 for attractiveness than men who believe they're a solid 10 yeah that's it, because men i think most men aren't like they don't rate themselves well i i would just like to note too that <laughs> I don't want to hang out with anyone who rates themselves as right. a ten of any right. gender. No, I don't. I don't need that kind of negativity yeah. in my life. <laughs> no, we don't need that. That person would be insufferable. Yeah. Men are more likely. Zoolander is fun in right. a movie. <laughs> Zoolander for ninety yep. minutes. Um, men are more likely to message women with a self-rated attractiveness score of between eight to nine out of ten. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sure, Jan. Whatever. <laughs> sure thing. I mean, I mean, I don't really 
I don't know. It seems like, like I said, in my experience, it seems like they were just messaging everyone yeah. probably, right? Because as I recall, I got a wide variety <laughs> of responses. And it seemed like dudes were just throwing it out there to see what yeah, was Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I, did, I definitely felt like men were more... Uh, more likely to just message pretty much anybody and anyone they found appealing. appealing. Yeah. yeah. And I think on the dating apps, I think men are more likely to be just swipe, 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 swipe. Yeah. Yes. Just to see like, Hey, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't think they were doing a close right. read, which you shouldn't do by the way, because it'll get your profile shadow banned or blocked. It'll definitely get your profile um, suppressed in the searches because that's because Why? the algorithm reads that as spamish behavior. That's not somebody engaged. That's not somebody there with good intentions, let's say. Somebody who's just trying to make as many matches, just wants I, to be able to contact as many people as possible, probably to sell something or promote something. Oh, I thought you were saying you shouldn't do a close read. A close read? Yeah, of the information, like the the words. I think you should. Uh, but I think men yeah, are more likely not to do that. <laughs> I think men, right? Well, yes, men are more likely that's... not to do that. Whereas women, yeah. we want to see. We want to know if you're a creep. We want to know if you're married. We want to know if you're divorced. We want to know the story. Like it's great that you're good looking, but we need to know that we want to know the backstory before we get involved because right. we're afraid we're going to be murdered or cheated on or abandoned sure. or whatever. And these are not things that men care about or think about in the same. Right. To the same degree. I mean, to some extent, they're also not as concerned about wasting time, mm-hmm. you know, which yes, back. <laughs> they got all the time in the world. Yes, they do. So I'm going to post links to all this in the show notes. And before we go, I want to talk about um, a woman named uh, Tiffany Alish. Mm-hmm. That's T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-A-L-I-C-H-E. And she's known as the Budgetista. Or the budget Nista. I've watched some of her YouTube videos and I've read I've read some of her um, articles. She was like eighty five thousand dollars in debt after the last recession. She lost everything, lost her home, lost her job, oh, and she had to move in with her parents. She got she got taken in this really bad scam for investment scam. And she dug her way out of it, and now she has like thirty people working for her and she you know, she and her husband bought their house in with cash. And she, I think, is very relatable and makes herself very accessible and just gives, you know, really, really like common sense tips about, you know, where to start with your debt, you know, start with the, the most expensive debt, like the anything above 9%, you know, interest rate, mm-hmm. start with those, like get those paid down first, because obviously the longer it takes you to pay that off, the more you're going to be paying and then right. get to the smaller ones. And it, she also talks about, you know, being really realistic and honest with yourself about uh, where your money's going and what you need and do not need. And, you know. Well, that's a good reminder for all of us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think a lot of people, those little things, the iced coffees, the coffees, mm-hmm. the, you know, order, like I know for me, like this is with everything going on with the pandemic, like my finances are going to need a massive, massive overhaul. They just will. Yeah. So yeah, it changes changes a lot of stuff around. It changes a lot of stuff around, uh, and I just really like her. Uh, I like her story. Uh, she just seems really authentic, uh, and she just knows what she's talking about. And I, I'm, I am far more likely to pay 
somebody if they have experienced and gone through the thing that they're talking about rather than if they just have a degree. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, Tiffany Alish, the budget Nista, I'm going to leave, put her notes, put her information in the show notes. Sarah, final thoughts? Swipe left. Yeah, I would say wear a mask, <laughs> wash your hands, be a little bit more considerate uh, of people when you're posting shit online. Just be, just be a little bit more mindful. Like this morning I was flipping through Instagram and I saw this guy that I had hooked up with a few times and he follows me or I follow him and I follow him and he was a post about this woman that he's been dating. Oh, and she's great. And we decided to quarantine together, even though I've only been dating for four months and she's this and she's on my, she's (laughs) on my, what now? She's on my quarantine. Uh I was like, yeah, I remember when we were in bed and you made a comment about how I needed to lose weight. So I'm going to, I'm going to smash that heart. And I'm going to say congrats for him. Yeah. I love that journey for him. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so you just might describe his quarantine as athletic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, follow us on the things. We have an allergy pod. Um, let's see. Send us questions. Please, please, please send us questions. Oh, and after last week's episode, a number of people, I, I set up a co- uh, Kofi, coffee, whatever account. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people have come out and like donated $20 or $5. Yeah. And, you know, thank Good. you. Thank you uh, to the people who joined the Patreon. Thank you to the people who have bought me a coffee. Thank you for valuing my work and, and taking the time to let us know that you value our work because women aren't told enough that they're valuable. No, I'm not getting that at my real job yeah. right now. <laughs> All right. So wear a mask. On that note, wash your hands. <laughs> I'm so yep. sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.